0: Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan, joined as always by my friend, partner, and the founder and CEO of startups.com, Will Schroeder. And as I'm sometimes joined by a whole room full of other amazing founders. Uh, So we've got a whole group here today and we will be calling on the audience at some point. So stick around to the end uh, to hear what everybody has to say about what Will and I have to say. Will, as founders, we tell ourselves lots and lots of different and funny lies to, to motor, motivate ourselves to, to keep going. Lots of reasons for these things, uh, mostly well intended. One of the biggest lies that we tell ourselves is all these things we're going to do in retirement. And whether retirement comes after a big exit or whether this is just the result of lots of years of compounding tiny wins, the outcomes tend to be kind of similar. We've got this whole list of things we tell ourselves we're going to do. But what's the reality? And, and didn't you just have a conversation like yesterday or day before with a founder on this very topic?
1: Probably the third one that I think that I've had like in the past week. And so, yesterday, a good friend of mine just sold his business about six months ago, which we we're super happy to see work really hard, put 10 years into it, you know, finally got to the sale, et cetera. And when we were talking, and I was saying this tongue in cheek, I was like, let me guess, here are all the things you told yourself that you were going to do that were about to happen. Now that you've finally gotten to the exit, right? And we went through a laundry list. We'll go through all those today. And he's like, yes, all of those things. And I was like, and how many have you done? He said, none of those things. <laughs> there you go. Like, And here we go. I was talking to another friend about a week prior have lunch with as well. Also had an exit, huge exit in, in, in his case. And I said, so you know, it's been a few years now. Where are you at? And he's like, I haven't done a damn thing. He's like, I've never been bored my entire life. And he's like, he's like, nobody told me retirement was like this. And so this isn't necessarily just about the retirement where we're you know, 65 plus and we're retiring. This is really when we retire from this gig, from this startup. What does it look like on the other side of that curtain? And for us, how much of this is just us bullshitting ourselves the entire time and just making excuses for this... You know, fanciful life that we're going to have, and how much of it actually plays out. So, I think that's you know kind of what we'll cover today. Nice. So, let's dig in, man. What do you want to talk about first? (laughs) Which one of the lies you you pick? I'll let you go first. Yeah. Well, okay. So there there is this great blog post that I think has been lost to the interwebs, and this is kind of what made me think about it this entire time. This like 2005. What would have been a blogging site in 2000? I don't even remember.
0: I think they still delivered them to your house along with your uh, with your Netflix <laughs> DVDs said. at that point, yet
1: yeah. anyway, so um this guy in Massachusetts by Boston sold a software company and writes about it. And it was this long, long missive about all the things he said he was going to do once he finally sold. And I remember he was like thirty five, so he was pretty young. And uh, one of the things he said he's like, I'm going to read every book there is. I've got a stack of <laughs> books in the corner and I'm going to read every single one of those, right? In today's term, I think it would be going through your Netflix queue, right? But he's like, I'm going to read every single one of those books, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, You know how many books I've read? None. I've Zero. read less yep. books since I sold this thing than I was when I was working. It was total bullshit. All right. So before we get into this next topic, I just want to let you know. What we talk about here is like 1% of the conversation. You know, really this conversation is going on all day long online at groups.startups.com, where Ryan and I pretty much talk endlessly with founders about every one of these topics. So if by the end of this discussion, you like the topic and you wanna dig into it a little bit more with Ryan and I, just head to groups.startups.com and we'll pick it up from there.
0: Yeah, I mean like, and look, some of this stuff doesn't even wait till retirement, right? Like, Some of this plays out. Like we can, we lie to ourselves even before we get there. I do this to myself, like every time we're gonna have a vacation. I will load up my Kindle with books that I fully intend to, to read and then uh, I get back and I haven't even touched a single one of them, right? And it's it's amazing, but that's a different problem of course, right? Because I'm not completely in in a in a vacuum there where I really don't have anything to do. That's more of an issue of just letting go. But it, it always makes me wonder like, why am I doing that to myself? Like, what is it? Is Do I need to hear these things? Do I need to pretend I'm gonna do these things? Is it something to look forward to? Is it something to motivate myself? And I can never quite put a finger on it. So I'm I'm going to be interested to kind of poll the audience on this one at some point, because I'm quite happy doing what I'm doing. I wake up ready to do this and enjoy doing it. So it's not like I'm trying to live vicariously through actions that I never take. It's not like that. It's like, well, you know, I have to look forward to that, that thing, you know, that I'm going to do in order to get through today. It's never like that with me. So I, I have not put a finger on what the motivations are behind these things, but I do. I have lots of these big, weird aspirations, and, and reading is one of them. Luckily, I do, I do manage to consume some of that now, so I'm not completely deferring that to retirement. But like, what drives it for you though? Well, like what, is it, what, what do you think is behind this? Like why are we doing this?
1: here's what I think it is, right And I don't want to bury all of this, but I think for all of these things and all things we'll talk about in list, we have this idealized version of what we must be like if our startup wasn't just getting in the way, right? I would be doing all these things. I'll, I'll give an example. I would be totally shredded if my startup wasn't getting in my way. Wait, you're not? Right. Oh my God. I, I, I'd be at the gym all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. I'd be running in the morning and I'd be working out during the day and I'd be finishing up the day in tennis. And yet I bought one of those things, the mirror, right? Which has all the uh, um, exercises on it.
0: You lost me at mirror. Like that's the worst way to start working out. <laughs> you kidding? <laughs> I only go to gyms where they have frequent power outages. And like, I oh my can God. we do this with the I lights out?
1: The, the last time I've even used that thing. To be fair, like I do work out every day, but like like as little as possible. I hate working out. But that's the point. <laughs> yeah. If it if, if it weren't the case, I would say, oh, it just must must mean I don't have enough time. When I get rid of this startup and I have all the right. time in the
0: world. I love going to the gym. Right. It's not my pure aversion to working out. It's time. It's time, right? Well, so I understand why you're lying to yourself about that one. That one makes sense. I get it.
1: Well, and here's the thing. While we're doing our startups or doing anything that requires a ton of time, we aren't typically at our healthiest self. Should we be? Should we make that a priority? Sure. But we're usually not. And we believe that there's this future point where we're just going to be this, this, again, idealized version of ourselves. The guy that wrote that blog post that I was talking about, I'll never forget, he specifically said, he said, I was 100% convinced that by the time I sold my software startup, that I'd immediately run right to the gym. And then from there on, I'd have Brad Pitt Fight Club abs for the rest of my life, right? He's like, (laughs) I'm the fattest I've ever been. (laughs) It's just like this polar opposite. Not working. Well, right. And I think from a founder standpoint, it's easy to pretend all of those things aren't on us. It's easy to pretend all the things happening that are like wrong in our lives right now are our startup's fault. And that's really a lot of what this is about. It's not so much about retirement per se. right? It's about being able to use your startup as this kind of false proxy for what you actually weren't going to do to begin with. It's it's exactly like you said about going on vacation and loading your your Kindle up with books. And at the end of your vacation, it's like, well, I didn't read any of this because you didn't want to read. It's not that fun.
0: Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's the thing. So I think that in, in some cases, so some of these become more obvious to me, right? When we talk about things like the reading, right? That's something we can say, like, we're trying to do it for self-improvement, right? This is going to make me better at running my startup. So it feels like, feels like a thing I should do, right? And I have an excuse built in for doing it. You know, working out, being healthy, we know that's important, right? So we want to do that. These are these are things that matter when we get off into some of the other stuff, right? The things that really, the, the startup isn't stopping us from doing like any version of normal life, you know, like the, you know, just, I'm going to travel all the time or I'm gonna pick up that hobby that that is all consuming because I have nothing else to do with my time. That one's a little more interesting to me, right? Because that really is that far off future state. And so what are we trying to do? Are we trying to continuously tempt ourselves into continuing to do this thing because of the promise of this thing that we maybe kinda wanna do in the future? Again, I'm I'm gonna keep coming back to like, what's motivating us? What's driving us to tell ourselves these lies in the first place? Because if you really pushed me on it and asked me like, you know, what would you be willing to give up to go do that? Like right now, I'd probably be like, I don't actually want to do any of those things that much. right? <laughs> like, so again, like what the hell is dragging me to say like these things? Like, okay, here's all my, here's all these perfect future plans that I actually am not that excited about.
1: They're not exciting. Cause you have actually haven't had to do them. Yeah, The idea <laughs> of reading all the books that you can see behind me right now, uh, by the way, the most of those are comic books, but the idea of reading all of those, it sounds awesome. Right. I have all the time in the world to read those books if I want to. Like, to your point, right? I just don't. I keep thinking my startup is, is somehow holding me back. The biggest one I hear, of course, is that I'd go on vacation, I'd travel all the time. And yet, every single founder that I know that has exited and tried that, they tell me the same exact thing. They said, listen, the first vacation is maybe the best vacation I've ever been on because it's the only time I've ever been able to relax in like a decade or longer, however long your run was. Second vacation, it's awesome because I now get to go on multiple vacations. Right. I get to do that twice in a row for the first time, right? right I got to have right, cake right, right. And ice cream. They said by the third vacation, it's the equivalent of taking a bath after you get out of the shower. It's nice, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But it's kind of useless. Yeah. <laughs> I had a friend
0: that went through this and and that was kind of the plan It was out post exit. They set up a a world tour over a two year period. I mean, they had planned this all out. It was this big thing. <laughs> we were talking probably three and a half months into this. And I was like, oh, so you guys really enjoying like, what's your favorite spot you've been to? He's like, look, we've been to some really cool places. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. But first, I just have to tell you, like, I just feel like I'm homeless. That was, that was how he felt, he was like, I just feel completely untethered, ungrounded. We're actually, we're enjoying parts of it. He's like, but I just, I feel like we've completely lost center and, and we don't belong anywhere anymore. And so it's really, really unnerving. And we're thinking about pulling the plug and, and they did, they ended up making like another three and a half months. They also got pregnant. And so I think that, that put a little bit of a kibosh on, on how much moving around they felt like they could do with their second. But yeah, it was not at all, you know, this, and they had planned for this, right? This was, you know, leading up, they had almost exited once before, didn't happen. And I remember he was really disappointed because they had plotted out all the places they were going to be post-exit. Uh, they finally get to do it. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't quite as much fun as they thought it was going to be.
1: Here's why though, I, I think because what happens is when you don't have vacation, it's like anything else in life, when you don't have something having it is extra special. For me, when I get to go on vacation, we've got spring break that we're planning now for the, for the family. When I get to go on vacation, because I'm tired, man. I'm yeah. burnt out, right? So the <laughs> right? idea of going somewhere where I'm not tired and burnt out sounds awesome. Sounds great. Yep. But what would it feel like if I wasn't tired and burnt out, right? I look around and I'm like, ah, this is kind of a, a small room that I'm cramped with, with my, my family in. Like I, I've got kind of crappy food. I keep having to <laughs> go to the same pool every day. Like It's not quite the same thing. And so a big part of what makes vacation special is the fact that you don't get to do it all the time. It's, it's like anything else. When you eat first slice of pizza, it tastes delicious. Second slice of pizza, not so much. By the 10th slice, right, you're passed out it's disgusting. The whole thing is it's enjoyable when you're hungry, not so much when you have it all the time. And I think vacation is the same. It sounds like something I would do all the time until you actually do it all the time and it burns off fast. It's no longer vacation. It's just travel, which isn't quite the same thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is I've, you know, we've both gone through periods where we had a little less to do, right? Not, not down to nothing, but you know, kind of post exits. There's that time in which you, you, you sort get a taste of this. Neither of us wanted to retire. Neither of us have, but you don't become a different person. I think that's a big part of it was that the assumption was not only will my life be different, I'm somehow going to be different, right? I'm going to be that person who likes working out all the time. I'm going to be that person who likes reading all the time. The reality is we have no idea because we've never had the, and and I'll use the word luxury here and maybe it's not really a luxury, but we've never had the luxury of being able to just read all the time or work out all the time or do whatever the heck it is you want to do all the time. Spend all your time with your family. And and that's another one I think we should talk about because that one tends to come up when I'm talking to founders who've now exited and there's, there's some real mixed and interesting results in that bag. But I think that's a big part of it is that we somehow assume this is going to be a a life changing event during which I as an individual change. And the reality is you just don't change that much, right? You're still the same you with just a different set of resources available to you.
1: But it's a problem though. It's a problem if we believe all these things to be true and we specifically believe that it's our startup that's holding us back. Sure. sure, For for sure. Because we have all these things that are going to blow up in our face. The first is we're going to say, I got to get out of this thing, right? All of these things aren't happening because I'm stuck in this thing. So I have to get out of it. So we create this kind of artificial rush to decouple ourselves from our startup or try to get this away from us. And sometimes there's good reasons. There's some stuff you do want to get rid of, like stress, right? Just stress in general, or you know, being leveraged all the time or being broke. I mean, you name it. Plenty of good reasons to get out of it. I'm not suggesting <laughs> sure. that. But, but what I'm definitely saying is when we start to idealize what the other side of it looks like and then rush to get through yeah, it, yeah.
0: this becomes a big problem.
1: It breaks in so many ways, right? And I think from, from our standpoint as founders, we, we start to think about, well, in, until I get, get this out of my life, right? I'm not going to be that, that perfect miracle person in life, in all aspects of my life, right? And I look at it and go, mm, were you really that person before? Right, <laughs> right that's you used it. used to have time, right? Yep. As an example, people talk about, I'm going to pick up hobbies, right? I'm going to dabble in so many hobbies and I'm going to be this, you know, this international man of mystery and this renaissance man, woman. And I keep thinking about that and I'm like, dude, I've known you for a long time. You've never right. followed through on any, hobbies, never had a hobby, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've been with you through since college. You've never followed throughout any hobbies. It's, it's as if it's as if the only thing keeping me from being Gordon Ramsey is I just didn't have enough time. Like, nah, <laughs> it's a little more than that. Somebody right? keeps dulling
0: my knives. That's it. That's it.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, it, I've got a guitar behind me and I've actually never played it. It's just really there for show, right? I've, I've touched it
0: like three times, Will. It's, it's You can't play it. It's not even, it, it's so out of tune. I'm not sure you could tune that thing. I don't even know if it has strings now that I'm thinking about it, right? Without snapping the neck on it, yeah.
1: But that guitar is is every person's hobby right? Everyone's like, oh man, I'm going to learn to play guitar, right? I got all excited about it. Got this guitar situation going, right? And I'm going to play all these songs and it's going to be amazing. That thing's collected dust for 10 years, right? That thing's older than my kids. but 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 I could easily make myself believe that it's, again, that all these things are holding me back. And the truth is for the things that you want to do in life, Not just you know startup, whatever, you'll do them, especially as founders. We're the most motivated people on the planet. If we were gonna do any of this stuff, we'd have been doing it a long time ago. And yet we don't, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think it's there's 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 that aspect of it. And there's the other side is that you know, I I get sad for for a couple of reasons. When I hear people kind of talking about all these things they're gonna do, again, I'm going back to the motivation. Like, why are you telling yourself this? Why do you need to paint this, this future picture that's so different than now? And couldn't you be at least sketching some of that into your life at this point? All right. We've talked about this a number of times, but this concept where founders end up deferring happiness now for you know the promise of some different future really, really hurts. Because you and I both know, right? The the future is uncertain, right? You you may have these things happen, you may not. You know, we both have really sad stories about people who who did this and worked hard, got their exit, and then life fell apart or their health fell apart or lots of other things happened that kept them from truly being able to enjoy that future retirement state. so you know one of the things i'm always trying to harp on is like if you really do want to read all the time at least start by reading some of the time now right play test it you might find you hate it right like with so many things that we've talked about you know well you you went through this with with woodworking Right, where you had some extended time off, and it turned out you didn't actually want to be in your wood shop all day, every day for an extended period of time. You really enjoy it when it's here and there. But, you know, if if you had retired under the premise that you're just going to do woodworking full time, how would that have played out?
1: Well, it's so funny you should say that because, like, again, like you said, I did pick up this hobby and I'm insane about it. I was out in the workshop this morning at 4 a.m., also because I couldn't sleep but you know, out there. Uh, yeah. Working For anybody who
0: hasn't seen this on Instagram, it looks like Tony Stark's, uh, if, if Tony Stark was <laughs> was doing woodworking, that's what this thing looks like. It's, it's insane.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I'm out there. It's also not heated. So, uh, or, or it wasn't uh, today. And I'm out there, you know, it's like 20 degrees outside building stuff, whatever. And I'm super passionate about it. Right. And so I, I make it happen. I work an insane amount of hours, but again, like if you're passionate about something, you go and make it happen. Truth is, Whenever I do too much of it, right? If I try to do this a few days in a row, by day like four, one, I'm burnt out. I'm tired. I'm like physically exhausted. I'm carrying heavy stuff and trying not to cut my fingers off, right? But beyond that, it's, it's special. I'm out there at this insane hour this morning, not because anything needed to get done. I'm ironically building a workbench in my workshop, right? So, But I'm just I really enjoy it. But I also know that I have to only do it for a few hours and then I have to be done right? So I don't burn it out. Whenever I've tried to take an entire week off or something and do nothing but that, by the end of a few days, I'm like really bored of it, right? Like I actually don't want to do it anymore.
0: Don't want to do it anymore. Yeah.
1: The only reason it's special is because I can't do it. Because you can't do it all the time.
0: Yeah. I think that I definitely experienced that as well when we were living in Florida and I was doing a lot of kayak fishing. I loved it, right? I loved being out on the kayak. I loved the exercise. I loved catching fish, loved eating them, loved the whole thing. And I remember that one of our neighbors was like, "This guy, literally, he had retired from uh, just a, a federal job of some sort, I think." And he, w- this guy, fished every day, and he said, "Like, you know, I just, you know, it's been, it's been such a dream. I'm here and just fish every day, and literally, like, the guy was like six days a week out on his boat fishing." And I just thought, like, man, like, I don't know whether I envy this guy or pity this guy or what it is, but I'm thinking, like, I couldn't do that, and I, I couldn't decide whether, like. If I was actually that satisfied, because he seemed to be truly satisfied, like I just sort of know that's not me. You know, I did a couple of times where like we had a long weekend and I went fishing three days in a row. And by like the last half of the last day, I was like, yeah, I am definitely good for like at least three weeks. I will not need to be back on the water. So I don't Maybe that's just our motorist founders. Maybe there's something different. I'm sure it varies individual to individual. But for me, I was like, there was no version of like, well, let's just retire and fish all day. Right? right.
1: Can't happen. I'll give you another one. This one cracks me up. We have this idea that all our relationships would be better if not for our startup. Now, bear with me when I say this. Yeah, the startup doesn't make our relationships better. I've yet to see that one happen, where, where someone is like, you know what? I can't believe how good my marriage is. Like, just, it turned out all I needed to be doing was working 100 hours a week and being <laughs> right. stressed all the time and barely yep. eating.
0: You know? yep. <laughs> right? They love that.
1: Or uh, I've never heard someone say, you know what's really cool about this job is I get to travel all the time, hardly ever see my kids. And like, you know, I see Instagram updates about them. This is wonderful. Unless you actually really didn't like your, your family, right? But short of that, like, again, we've got this idea that our startup's holding us back. So again, talking to another founder friend of mine in the past year, uh, he's got a very big family, a lot of kids. And he said, he had the most interesting feedback. He said, you know, I thought for sure that once you know that once uh, I was able to retire, so to speak, and you know not be working my startup, that I'd be so invested in, in my family and, and my wife and everything else like that. And he's like, and then this weird thing happened. All of a sudden, I go from not being around at all to being around all the time. And now I'm in everybody's way. My wife is like, "Dude, we find something to do." My kids are like, you, "You know, Dad, I'm in high school. Like, I don't, I don't sit around thinking how much time can I spend with my dad." <laughs> Like, it turns out, he's like, the one thing I never thought to ask is how much more time do they need? Turns out they needed like an extra hour or so, We right? don't
0: want all your time. Exactly. Yeah. Dad, yep.
1: could you be running for 16 hours with nothing to do but annoy me all day? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, again, it's it's not that we don't want to be with our loved ones. We do. But we have to keep in mind that the, the amount of time we're trying to like extract or remove from our startup doesn't necessarily have a one-to-one home, right? Where all of a sudden we need to put, you know, our 16 hour days or whatever we're doing exactly in all of these other things. Point being, sometimes we just need a few hours. Sometimes we just need a break, maybe a sabbatical, right? Long enough to remind ourselves why we do this to begin with, (laughs) like Why we got so invested. I've yet to meet a single founder. We talked to an awful lot of founders of any level of wealth, outcome, et cetera. That has, that has said to themselves and said to me by way of that, this worked exactly like I expected. I would never work again. Every single founder I've talked to, every founder I've talked to, the only thing on their mind is how do I get back into another startup? Because for as much as it seems to have like taken from them for so long, it was also simultaneously the most rewarding thing that they had ever done in taking it away from them was like taking basketball away from Michael Jordan or you know football away from Tom Brady. It's who they are. That's fundamentally how we're built. And it's damn near impossible to replace. You know, by the way, I just want to mention if what we're talking about today sounds like the kind of discussion you wish you were having more often, you actually can. You know, we're online all day, every day, working through exactly these types of topics with founders just like you. So any question you would have or maybe some problem you just want to work through we're here and we love this stuff and we're easy to find you know head over to groups.startups.com and let's just start talking that feels like a great ending for
0: the the first segment of our program here uh, so why don't we uh, why don't we jump it looks like uh it looks like people have uh, responded here i'm seeing 38 comments this has been awesome i did not open any of them because i was afraid it would screw up the video pane. so
1: let's oh, uh Let's get over to it. Let's start with Donna. Donna, are you with us? Let's do it. Donna, where are you? Donna, retirement looks like less responsibility. That uh, You, you want to pick that one up?
2: Um, I think the responsibility just looks different. And, and like you guys said, you pointed it out. We are who we are and that's not going to change. So, uh, the, uh, you know, it's um, you choose what your responsibilities will be and they just look different, I think.
0: What would that look like, Donna? What What would you like to be less responsible for right now?
2: I think a lot of times when we think about retirement, we think about the financial security being there. And so the responsibility with the finances is a, is a big part of that. Um, and then, it you know, it's nice to be able to step away from something. So if you have another startup or you have another business, then maybe not being the one that runs the day to day operations, but yet you're doing other things in the background. Um, that's a different responsibility. You're still responsible for the the financial. Um, implications, but yet not maybe not the day to day activities. So I think that looks a little different.
1: You know, Donna, something interesting there. Uh, kind of comparing with retirement, what I'm running toward versus I'm what I'm running away from. Right? I want to run away from stress. I want to run away from anxiety. But the things that we're trying to run toward aren't necessarily as real as we think they are. This is kind of what we've been joking about in this episode where we're saying how, hey, you know, I, I want to be able to read voraciously. And it's like, I want to be able to read voraciously. I don't necessarily need to read voraciously, right? I'd like to i like be able to have the time to go to the gym. might not actually go to the gym, but I'd like to at least know that I had the time. Yeah
0: flexibility and freedom are kind of really what we're talking about, right? And I think we use these other activities as a proxy so that we just don't tell people, I just don't want every moan of my life to be spoken for because a lot of the people we're talking to don't have that context, right? Unless we're talking to their startup founder, People who worked a nine to five, they may not have any idea what that's like. They're like, "Well, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? It wasn't like you were working twenty four hours a day. No, but my brain sure was, right? Like, I, you can't let it go. So, I think f- freedom, and flexibility are a big part of what we're talking about, and and that is something to strive for, right? But again, like, don't necessarily have to defer it to retirement.
2: Absolutely, I think it's about balance too. Retirement gives you the ability to be more balanced if we let ourselves do it, right?
0: Oh, founders are so good at this one. We're so good at (laughs) like we just nail this one every time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're you're right there, Donna.
1: All right, uh, Andreas. I don't think we really want to fully retire. Can you give your your thoughts there?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, I don't think it's for the kind of people that we are. uh, That I am definitely, Uh, and I think you. All of us are. Uh, I don't think it's healthy to fully retire, at least not like a one-day stop-up. Like I work until 65 or 70 or whatever, and then I just stop. I, I don't think that's a good idea. And I, I think my father has done what I kind of plan on doing. He has stepped down a little bit at a time. He has removed customers that uh, you know he hasn't really enjoyed that much. He has taken away a little bit at a time. Uh, And now at 72, he's working maybe two days every week, uh, sometimes five days in a week. But he only does things that he likes uh, and nothing else. And I think that's kind of the ideal thing to do, to slowly, gradually phase out the boring stuff uh, and just work a little bit less, but keep active, keep your mind active. And uh, yeah, I think something like that would probably be ideal.
1: You know, when we built startups.com, we launched it about 10 years ago. Uh, a big part of what we did as the exercise to getting this started was to list all the things we didn't ever want to do again. We've done episodes about this. And that was probably, it was literally our retirement job. This is our retirement job. Because we basically said, if we could get paid to somehow sit around and bullshit with founders all day, that would be like the coolest thing in the world. And whatever we were otherwise trying to do was going to be toward this end. So we're like, well, screw it. Why don't we just try that now? Like, Why don't we just kind of do the things we said we were going to do in retirement And somehow maybe get paid for it. That that was the biggest question mark. But I think what happened was, instead of saying to ourselves, here's all the things we want to do, we started off with, here's all the things we don't ever want to do again. And we worked backward from there. And one of them... Well, yeah. Also, it's easy. It's easy to tell yourself all the things you don't want to do. right? It's hard to be ambitious and say, is this a big enough goal and do the big things? But it's really easy to complain. And so we just sat around and listed all the things we were complaining about and said, let's just not, not do that anymore. Ryan, if you remember having this discussion about you know, being kids growing up and all the time we didn't get to spend with our parents and saying how we didn't want that to be replicated. you know, Simple things. But I think retirement is, all, is often this, this fantasy of, I won't have to do all the things I don't want to do. And, it's, and that's a big part of it. But you're not, we're not necessarily totally um, kept... From making some of those retirement changes now, Retirement doesn't have to be for the future. You know it can also be for the now. I think it's it's worth noting.
3: yeah, no I, I just said like start doing that as quickly as possible. I mean, i'm I'm forty two now. um I'm already doing that. i'm I'm already removing all the things that I don't want to do, saying no to things, um, just letting other people in my organization do them. Why wait until i'm sixty five to do it? Just remove as much of that crap as possible. Uh, as soon as you can, and then you're going to be happier for it.
1: We chipped away at it too. Like like it's easy to make bold proclamations to have that one moment of inspiration while on vacation. Write down all the things you're not going to do. Really hard to actually stick to it. Like anything else worth doing. But we didn't try to do it all at once. We just chipped away at it over time. You know, we said here's where we'd like to be in the future, and then every year we're going to chip away a little bit. You know, at kind of refining and pulling off the hard edges uh, around um, what's been bothering us. In fun fact. When you take all the way, all the stuff you don't want to do, you come home and complain less. It's not that like life, you've done something so amazing. You just have less shit to complain about. You're like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm not working with jerks anymore. Well, that worked out pretty well. That was half my dinner time conversation with my wife. So that's not happening anymore. Like, it's just, it's amazing how it all stacks up. Uh, Justin, you're never going to retire. That's a Uh, lie. Tell us where your head was at. Yeah.
4: The idea is that
1: uh, it's kind of similar to what my grandparents did. So my grandfather's actually made and lost his wealth
3: something like three or four times uh, to his stories. But
1: um, for this fourth time, he actually retired and then built a self-storage business in Texas. And he's made more money from the retirement business than he did in actually working. Funny how that works, right? Yeah, like you, you take away all the stress and somehow, some way, the creative juices start flowing. And so you, I don't know, end up doing better for yourself. Yeah, I agree. Richard, retirement, instead of building businesses for fun, uh, to make a living, build businesses uh, for fun only. What were your thoughts there?
0: I like the sound of this. My, my startup started as like a, a hobby that I got good at to the point where people were uh, willing to pull out their credit cards to pay me for doing it, solving their problem, and um, it's still fun. Like it's not always fun, but in on average, it's fun. Um, but I also need to do it to make a living, um, and this is my way to not have to get a job, which is awesome. But <laughs> my 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 uh, vision of a uh, retirement is actually doing the same thing, but then I don't have to do it anymore which I don't have experience with. Um, so maybe the joke there, the, the way I'm fooling myself there is that removing that need makes it different. Um, but yeah.
1: Here's the thing, um, where we're at, Ryan and I in the startups.com team, uh, you were a profitable self-sustaining company, right? And so for the longest time, that's all we were trying to be. Right, we're just trying to kind of get over that hump, like everyone is. Right, just trying to make it so that, for once, you can stop worrying about how bills are going to get paid. Right, like anything in life, your worries just move on to something else. But you're at least not worrying about survival. The problem is, once we got to that point, it was just like because we're founders, we're like okay, well that problem solved. Now let's go create a whole bunch more. Like, like we could have just kind of stopped there, but I think like everyone else, we're like no, well there's a whole bunch. Like that's what we bought all these other businesses. Like we have now other people's problems to solve too. This is wonderful. But I think it's kind of our DNA. We like to solve problems, which inherently mean we are just driven toward friction, right? We look for friction, and that's, that's our challenge, right? Well, at the same time, we complain about it. We talk about, "Oh my god, I can't believe you know I've gotten into this or gotten into that." Like Ryan and I didn't sleep for a month when we acquired Virtual years ago, right? Wow, that was a fun period. At least a month, um, and we were complaining about it. It's like dude, you guys put yourselves in this situation. Right? Yeah. Like, what are you complaining
0: yeah, it about? It wasn't like we didn't see that coming. It wasn't like, well, it was just a lot more work than we thought. Like we knew exactly what we were getting into and we jumped in. I
1: agree. Um, Jack, your definition uh, of retirement is based on independence to invest time, energy, time, and attention into the majority of things you want to do.
5: Yeah, it really comes from um, total motivation and the, the Vega factor where if you can eliminate the... Um, emotional, economic, and obligatory reasons for doing things and do things because you're curious and you want to play or you see some purpose or p- potential
1: in it. I really want to eliminate all of the, the things that suck energy away from me. Again, emotional, economic, or some inertia or obligatory reason. I get that. So, so, so what, is, like, what feels like retirement for you right now? Are you doing anything that feels like, okay, I'd be doing more of this? I'll say that in my day to
5: day, that the emotional, economic, and obligatory reasons for doing things are ever present in the startup being venture backed, and you know it's pressure to to perform and deliver and execute and implement. Whereas if I just wanted to go do something randomly because I could, while still honoring my life commitments, I could go do that just because
1: I have the choice to do it. Like I said, all the founders that I've talked to, they all have like this six to twelve month honeymoon period where they do all the things they said they were gonna do. And again, uh, all of those things like reading or whatever or vacationing, it turns out like there is a, a, a fairly finite lifespan on how long you can do those consistently before they burn out. The way I was describing, like when I go in my workshop and go build things, like I can do it for a few days. And then after that, I just want to actually usually go back to work. And it turns out there aren't that many things that we can actually do with 16 hours a day, every day for the rest of our lives, which is why almost invariably everyone comes back to starting a startup, not just because of the challenge, because you got to have something to do all damn day. Yeah. You can only play so yeah. much <laughs> golf, right? <laughs> or, or whatever it is that you do.
0: Yeah. I've already played all the golf I'm going to play in my life, I've decided. I've, I've maxed that one out. Yeah. It was very little and I'm good now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, Ryan, where'd we leave off?
0: Let's see here. looks like... Uh, we, we talked
1: to in, in Andreas. Andreas, How about but he,
0: he came back. Yeah. So... Oh, he came back. He came back. Yeah, so traveling the world, driving, spending time with friends and family. Yeah, or diving, not driving, diving. Yeah, so again, like just an, a, a list of things that we think we would we would want to spend all of our time doing. Don't forget to come back up for air, Andreas, or it ends up being a really you know, finite time when you're diving. So yeah, let's let's talk to Lindsay retirement should allow for extended time in a variety of locations that I love more sunshine, more outdoors, a bit more free schedule. Uh, Not sure when though I have a question for you, Lindsay. Why not now? Like I kind of did this part of it already. I got to the more sunshine, more outdoors, free schedule, maybe less so but you know, with, with the startup and three kids that wasn't really part of what I felt like was realistic. So why not some of that now?
6: You know, I think that's basically kind of where I'm going because I've taken some time off, and um, I can't say that a sabbatical does that allow you to kind of get rid of everything and then choose the good things back. And, and nice. so I've done that several times in in my career, but I'm almost 64, and and the thing for me is I've I have colleagues that are retiring. And leaving me, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's nice when you work with people that you enjoy. So, you know, it's it that's a good thing, you know. But I still am going, well, I didn't know you were serious about leaving. You know, I so I don't know. I mean, I don't have it planned out. I think probably you know, more financial security, but I think you're smart to try to create a situation that you you enjoy working with the people you do and you enjoy what you're doing, and then hopefully. You can narrow down those hours where it's not 16 hours a day every day in retirement, but I, I think we all have to have some purpose or some, you know, focus of what, you know, what we're contributing to. So
0: for sure, for sure. I'm just wondering, you know, to, to the extent possible, we can separate, you know, those, those obligations and the purpose and the things that we need to do or want to do sometimes from just where we do them. You know, my wife and I, and, and I've heard a couple other people, I think even some of them may be in this room said the same thing, which is that when we go on vacation we want to be more excited about going home than than where we were right and and that's kind of what we've we've figured out how to do and it it it's wonderful right because i don't i don't lean into like i'm not waiting for something else to happen i just wake up every day i'm happy where i am and i absolutely love what i get to go do right and and neither of those things was was accidental right there was a lot of deliberate design that goes into this you know will said something before that i think is important to come back to for this particular discussion which was that we then chipped away at some of those things that we didn't want to do right? so i didn't want to wake up in a place that i didn't want to be i wanted to wake up in a place that that fulfilled me in, in all the ways that were important to me and one of the things that that exercise was really important for was was figuring out then what does it actually take to make that happen right when we look off at this super amorphous future where we can do all the things that's really hard to imagine the only way we can imagine that is through retirement through an exit through some big cataclysmic moment They're like now okay now all of a sudden i'm free to go do this stuff if you just pick one or two of those things and you say okay what would it actually take within the business Do we need to make more money do we need to hire somebody else to take some of that off my plate? What are the the levers that we have at our disposal to pull so that we can make that thing happen? And it becomes a much, much easier exercise the way we approached it by sort of chipping away at the things we didn't want to do, and therefore by proxy opening up time and space to do some of the things that we did. But it wasn't an all at once kind of thing it was it was stepwise and we got real clear on well i want to make this happen so what's that going to take so i'd encourage everybody to just start to look for those those opportunities to say hey i may not be able to go full retirement but what's that one thing i could tweak in the next six weeks that would make me super happy and and again maybe you try and it doesn't you're like well i'm gonna carve out three hours for reading a day turns out i only need one cool i just got two hours back to do something else with
6: i agree and you know i mean i think just giving yourself when you're that Personality, whether you're startup founder or, or not, just giving yourself permission to take, you know, three hours and say, turning my phone off and and this is for me, it becomes more enjoyable then, because it's it's part of your schedule every day. So, but yeah, it's good good conversation.
1: Lou, you said that uh, that you're living your early retirement now from corporate life. If you could rewind the clock a little bit. Yeah. uh, Back to corporate life. What would you have done a little bit differently
5: if you could have? I think if I could have slowed my mind down and had a little bit more confidence along the way versus trying to compete in a culture that's really buttoned down and not realizing that my brain really, I was an entrepreneur, right? And, And I had some freedom to do that. And once I left, I I was like, no, this needs to get done. And I, and so I, I started down that road and I took all my pennies and I put it over here. And I said, this is easy. Wait till they see it. Because, you know, when I work for the company, everybody loved to buy from Lou and uh, talk to Lou and Lou could solve problems. And uh, when I didn't have this uh, big icon behind me that said you can trust him because we've been in business 100 years. The game changed a little bit for me. Uh, so where I'm at now is trying to figure that out, right? I mean, it's it's very different skill set. um and it it it's coming together. It's taken a long time, I think ryan for for his help because it, you get the right information at the right time. and so so there's been some movement. But as I look at it from the past to today is, There is no real retirement. There's no like line in the sand. It'll be sort of this fading out sort of. And I say the right amount of time with family. You guys have spoken to that because this is great. So I retired and um, my bride's right over here. And yeah, this could be, uh, I didn't realize that was such a, it's so frustrating to other people. Um, (laughs) So continue to do this and there'll be another thing. I'm going to have to have another, a building just so I leave this building to go over there and and she can have her world back. Uh, But my brain's busy and in corporate life, they put me where I worked, right? And that was uh, where something was broken and needed to be fixed. And that's great for me. And that's that entrepreneur piece, right? You can go in there and take something, turn it around. And uh, so I I don't know that that part ever goes away from you as you age. It's a, it's a number of retirements, a, an old phrase, I think, specifically for founders and people that have brains that just need to be occupied. Because maintenance leads to, like, if I had a job and I've had them where you get things put together, I start to get loose, right? You're not as focused on things. Now I spend a little bit more time uh, cajoling with friends and whatnot and and And, so it's not as productive though it feels good in the moment. Uh, so yeah, I think you fade you fade into it. there's no line in the sand, and having the revenue uh, somebody said it really early on that's security that I don't need to be a king. I just need to be able to kind of come and go and you know.
0: This seems to be a recurring theme. I mean, I'm going to jump now to, to Catherine's comment, which is retirement to me is that I'm still building things, product services, nonprofits, et cetera, that matter to me, but without the anxiety that the outcome of those projects will determine my ability to cover my living expenses or have to return capital to others. Right. And so this, this is kind of a, a reflection that we've heard a couple times over. Catherine, you still, you still here with us? I have a very limited view of who's still on the call. But yeah, but I think this is what we keep kind of coming back to, which is, and and I love this, right? Like how, how amazing is it that we, we have this, this opportunity, this, this luxury of saying like my retirement, I just want to do more of what I'm already doing with just a little less pressure around it. Right. How amazing is that? Do you, I mean, think about people in other lines of work non-entrepreneurs, people who are just working a job. How many of them are you like, you think like, you know. Soon as I'm done, uh, you know, working middle management for Amazon, uh, I think what I'd like to do in my retirement is work in middle management for Amazon. <laughs> right? Nobody ever, speaker. right? Nobody ever said that. So, so Catherine, what? Yeah. So, why do you think that is?
4: Well, I mean, I think that as a founder, and Will knows it's a lot because we've talked about it. Um, you know, you kind of go into this with this especially if you're a first-time founder like I am, this expectation that I can just muscle my way through anything.
0: We have to believe that.
4: <laughs> yes. That's not reality. You can exert every ounce of wisdom and hard work and discipline and sacrifice and things can still not work. And you know, being able to kind of work through that mindset and understand... But as long as I always have a really clear next milestone that I'm working towards, and that's going to be a decision point of, you know, A, go here, B, go there, and just always having that focus um, makes this journey a lot more enjoyable. Not certainly immediately or entirely less stressful, but somewhat less stressful.
0: So I think it's it's kind of like we... We love this trapeze act that we do. It sounds like our, our pre retirement is the trapeze act, our post retirement is the trapeze act with a safety net, right? <laughs> like, that's kind of what this comes down to. Like, I want to still do all this risky stuff. I just want to know that if I fall, it doesn't cost me everything. It doesn't cost me my financial freedom, my health, anything else. Yeah, it makes sense.
4: And I think to the point you guys made earlier, it's how are we also. Interweaving in those things that we maybe are like putting off to some future that may come. And I'm actually just as an example of this, you know, I haven't met my nephew yet. He's five months old. I've not met him because he's in Hawaii. And when am I going to carve out time to go to Hawaii and visit my nephew?
0: Anytime you have 14 and a half hours for a flight, Catherine. (laughs) Yes.
4: When do I find the time to do that? And, you know, this is like that example of you're going to miss it. You know if you don't find the time for it and i don't want to wait 20 years and then be like okay now's my chance to meet my newborn nephew because he will be in college
0: <laughs> Yep, right right make sure you upgrade the gift somewhere along the way he's not going to be into the same stuff
1: yeah exactly
0: which was something else i wanted to touch on we didn't talk about this in the course of the podcast or, or in the in the poster so far but the idea and like kind of that we're going to be different people well we will also be different people. Some of these things, like we've planted these seeds in our minds maybe for decades around what we're going to do when we retire. Let's not forget, like we're going to be different in some ways when we retire, right? Like when I, if you'd ask me what I want to do when I retired, when I was 22, I'd be like, I'm going to do jujitsu all day long. I'm going to play soccer all day long. I'm like, if, if I'm 60, when I retire, I'm probably not going to do those things all day long, right? Uh, it'd kill me.
1: You're going to try that. I know.
0: Yeah. So we have to, we have to plan for some of this stuff. All right. Who else we got here? Let's see. Tugra said, dreaming retirement that way, like swimming and sunbathing every day is nothing but the outcome of an overloaded founder life. You try to convince yourself you'll stop one day and, and that you'll deserve to live properly. Oh man. Yes. So this is kind of what I was getting at before. What is this underlying motivation? Why are we doing these things? So yeah, so this is the, I'm gonna dangle the carrot in front of myself, even though I'm holding the stick with the carrot on it, I'm gonna chase this because it it helps me to uh, to get to something that I want in the future. And yet yeah, don't defer the enjoyment. I think it's such a great piece of advice. Um, we said this once in the podcast, but yeah, you don't earn any interest on happiness, enjoyment or life deferred. Uh, you just lose it, right? It just it doesn't come back. Um, and it certainly doesn't compound. Will, did
1: you pick any others out there? (laughs) We're just making fun of you. You're making fun of me? A little bit, trying. These are awesome. I love doing this with all of you guys because, like, when Ryan and I do it, we're just kind of like hanging out in a room by ourselves, so to speak. And like, we're like, okay, I guess we're done talking about this. Although, like, the conversations are fun. So, I know I'm probably sure Ryan's sentiments here, but uh, I really want to thank you guys for taking the time with us and in being part of this episode we're going to do these every month. So if you want to join in on those too, we'd love to have you. This is just this is what we get to do. We just get to run bullshit with founders. So it's, this is our dream job. This is retirement. All right. So that was fun. But let's actually keep this conversation going. You've heard what we think about this, but you know Ryan and I would really like to hear what you think. And we're online like all day long, pretty much talking about Every startup topic you could think of from fundraising to customer acquisition to just really how to get all of this crazy startup stuff out of your head. And there's tons of other founders just like you. They're weighing in on these topics. So you'll get a chance to just hang out and meet some really smart founders. We're also super, super easy to find. You head over to groups.startups.com and let Ryan and I hear what's on your mind. Let's get to know each other a little bit and let's just start having more of these conversations.